I think podcast guesting is a beautiful like vehicle for for what we're talking about. But it also expands out, and maybe this will help people connect the dots. Like I also call it like relational marketing or partnership marketing, where it's this idea that basically you're borrowing someone else's audience and, and serving them in a really cool way that makes all three of you better. This is digital marketing. Hey, it's Mark. And I don't want to be that doom and gloom guy, but I'm hoping this acts as a little bit of a wake-up call for you. Because we've been talking a lot lately about how the whole iOS thing has some advertisers flying blind. And when you sprinkle on some rising ad costs and supply chain issues, we've got a real entrepreneurial challenge ahead of us. The bad news is that a lot of businesses are going to be washed away over the coming months. But the good news is that the ones who adapt are going to come out of this even stronger. So that's why it's important to focus on what you can control. Sign up your website, improve your CRO, collect as much first-party data as you can, and test, test, test. And if you need help with that, go to our friends at Conversion Fanatics. They're running hundreds of tests in all sorts of industries, so they know what's working now. Check the show notes for the link, or you can visit them at conversionfanatics.com. Hey, everyone. This is Mark DeGrasse, the president of Digital Marketer. And this is the podcast that keeps you up to date on everything you need to know when it comes to digital marketing, from the platforms you need to be focused on to the cutting-edge tactics and tools that are working today. Today, our guest is Dustin Reefin, founder of Simple Success Coaching. And he's helped over 200 clients add six figures to their businesses through podcast guesting. So welcome, Dustin. Thanks, Mark. It's a pleasure to be here. All right. So let's talk about podcast guesting. I think it's such a hidden gem. And it's so easy. and very few people do it. So let's let's just get into why somebody should want to be a podcast guest. Sure. Yeah, I stumbled into it myself. It wasn't something that was on my radar. And I've been in digital marketing since at least 2015 when I was at your headquarters for the first time at the, the Machine Live event. So this is a really wow. full circle moment for me. But yeah, in 2020, I have an e-commerce brand as well called Fire Creek Snacks. And everything shut down and we weren't able to go to trade shows and do our normal stuff. So I said, you know what? I'm going to try to get on a podcast. Absolutely loved it. Got some great results. And so that set me down this whole path of doing it a lot myself and then having actually a whole business spin out of that experience, helping other people do it well. So yeah, some of the reasons people might want to do it. For one, it's you get to choose the audience you're speaking to, right? And you don't have to like go build the audience. The, the audience is already there. You just you get to go put yourself in front of it. I think that's a huge advantage. It's also unique in that it's very relational. So, you know, 20, 30, 45 minutes that you're in someone's ears telling your stories, you know, maybe having some emotional tie-ins with them. It makes you very memorable. And we all know in digital marketing, we're trying to build that like no like and trust cycle and, and a lot of content and ads and formats that takes a long time, but you can actually do it in a single episode with podcast guesting. So those are some of my favorite reasons why I think people should be looking at it. Well, and I think one of my favorite reasons just personally is is just having access to their following. Like it's it's incredible. Cause some people, I mean, digital marketer, we have, you know, for both of our podcasts, we have about three hundred thousand downloads a month. So yeah. you could get access to that. And we have a million people on our email list. And when we do a podcast, we send it out to them too. And then we post it on our social. And there's just I mean, the organic approach is, is incredible. So as a guest, I'm very glad to hear those numbers. <laughs> <laughs> no, we have 560,000 Facebook followers. I mean, it's incredible. And now we're starting to put all of these onto YouTube too, where we have 55,000 subscribers on YouTube. So it's, it's like the, 
the hour or half hour that you spend being on a podcast could lead to exposure on all those things. And it's, it's amazing. So, you know, just so let's say that, okay, people understand that they need to be on a podcast. They need to be a guest on a podcast. Is there a way to approach being on the podcast that actually leads to more, you know, traffic or more effect on your business? Sure. Yeah. I mean, I, I talk about this in a framework. I mean, as a, as a good marketer, you always want to have a good framework for people to work through and memorize. So I have five P's. So number one is purpose. I'll come back real quickly and circle through these, but purpose, plan, pitch, perform, and profit. So I always start with purpose. And this is a big mistake marketers will make is they're like, Hey, I want to get on this show. So their audience would buy stuff from me. So I'm gonna go do that. Well, I like to take a step back and say, let's think about why, like, why would you want to be on a podcast? What's going to be your call to action? Like, what is your target market? And then you can move to step two, which is plan, which is really kind of the research of saying, okay, I know who I'm going to talk to, what I want to talk to them about. Now, where are they? So that's like finding the shows, the right shows, the shows that would accept you, shows that do interviews, you know, there's kind of like common check checklist you really have to go through. And that leads you to step three, which is pitch, which is obviously showing enough value to the host to, for them to trust you to give access to their audience because they know you're going to be able to give value. And my free resource that I'll offer your audience at the end, if it's okay today, is all about how to do that really well. That's kind of the art and science piece of this. I've got an 80% acceptance rate when I do cold pitch emails to podcast hosts because I don't make them cold. <laughs> There's work that goes into it. And we can talk about that as much as you'd like. Step four, so now you've got a yes to get on the show. Step four is perform. So what are you going to do on the show? Like, How do you prep quickly, efficiently? What stories are you going to tell? What numbers do you want to throw out? What, what credibility do you want to share? And then like, watch your call to action, right? Like mine's going to be this podcast resource because it's fitting for the episode. And then five is profit. So in our higher level stuff that we do, like an accelerator program we have, we spend you know a third of the time on the first four, which is kind of like how to actually get on shows and do it well. And we spend two thirds of our time on how to leverage those appearances to actually grow your business with leads and sales. So that's kind of step five. And that, that's actually a forgotten piece for many people. They're like, they get on the show, they show up, they have a great interview, and then it goes off into the ether and they never look at it again, which is a huge missed opportunity. Man, man, way to practice what you preach because it's it's amazing. Because for me as a podcast host, all I care about is making an entertaining episode. Of yeah, course. we get to pitch your stuff. We got to do these things. But at the end of the day, like I'm just trying to have a good talk and, and get some stuff out of you. Right. But that's me focused on me. Like for you personally, you could focus on whatever you want. And a lot of people just don't. And then they end up floating and then oh yeah i was on this podcast and then i posted about it on on linkedin and that was the end of the story yeah three but, people liked it it's it a good time yeah who cares like but it goes all the way back to step one right like if you don't know why you want to be on certain shows i wouldn't bother spending the time and energy to be on there and you're, you're like expending relationship capital if you get a yes like do a great job like i want mark to remember me and i want him to tell his friends hey dustin was a great host he's energetic he's unique and like so that's, you know, that's, that's why I like to think through a framework because otherwise it's, it's like a pilot's checklist, right? Like, have you actually done the things you need to do to prepare well, to get on the shows that are going to move the needle for your specific business? And that's kind of custom to, to each entrepreneur. Well, it's so funny too, because as marketers, we spend so much, like how much time did you spend on that last paid ad you put up? And people will be like, oh, I spent a week and it was 40 hours, blah, blah, blah. And that's like, how much did you spend on this podcast? It's going to be heard by a million people. Oh, I didn't. I I just, I signed on. Winged it. <laughs> Winged it. It's like, oh, 
oh my God, you missed it. Like, this is the same as the ad. You just are treating, you aren't treating it the same. You're treating it like you're going to lunch with somebody. And it's, it could be so much more than that if you just try a little bit. And like an ad too. I mean, that's put so much pressure on one appearance. Like, obviously this is a, this is a big thing for me because I love digital marketer and it's what, six or seven years I've been kind of in this family. So to be here is really cool, but I've been on, you know, 50 or 60 other shows. And part of this is also putting in reps. And I think it's analogous to the ad thing, right? Like, the first ad you put out is likely not going to be a home run. So you right. test and you try and you iterate. Same thing like with podcasting. My my messaging, what I teach has been refined over time by doing it numerous times. So people can also kind of target, you know, in, in, in their purpose. Like I want to be on some smaller shows. I want to build relationships that way. And I want to just refine my message. And that's a big part with my e-com brand. This part of why we did podcasting was to define our direct-to-consumer message. Because for the two prior years, we had spent a lot of time at trade shows doing our B2B message, right? So we're talking to shop owners about why they should sell our product. And I literally have sampled toe-to-toe with strangers like 5,000 times, like, try this, try this. What's your feedback? Do you like this package? What would you change? You know, And that really helped us do really well on the shelf at retailers and mm. kind of podcast is the same thing, right? Like I could be talking to you. And if you were now we're talking about marketing, but say it was snack sticks and we were talking about a food brand, I may say something you're like, wait a second, Dustin, repeat that. That was like really insightful or like, that's really unique. Mm. Well, those are the types of things that maybe need to go in your ad, right? <laughs> for, for that product. And so I think there's some value here in, in realizing that it is a process as well. Well, and the fact that you use as a test platform, because you could be on a thousand podcasts and it doesn't cost you any, it'll cost you some time, but it doesn't Sometimes, cost yeah. you anything. But, right. you know, if you treat it like, because I, I know it's the same thing where somebody will say something and I'll latch onto it during the podcast and be like, oh my gosh, yeah, you said prepare and, uh, and, that, yeah. and that totally resonated with me. And you may have just glossed because I do that personally with my my content where I, oh yeah, it's just another sentence of like a thousand sentences. Like I didn't know it was anything different, but letting them be the ones to dictate like, no, this is the interesting stuff. And then you having the humility to be like, okay, great. But we'll run with that. That's that's my new hook, right? Like, yeah, like you yeah. told like, and, and it's something you really can't replace is re- like telling your own story or teaching your own method numerous times to get it more succinct and clear, but also to, yeah, to kind of get the hooks, the things that actually like draw people's attention in when you're, when you're speaking about things. Love that. All right. So, so the, the listeners understand that they need to be a guest on a podcast and now they know the five P's to make that podcast valuable for them. Yeah. How do they actually get to be a guest on a podcast? Okay. Yeah. The most basic sense. I mean, it's you ask, right? So th- th- there's this myth, I think that there's this idea that people, they think people are like invited organically, like, oh, Dustin's must be buddies with Mark. They met at a conference. Of course, that happens. And like, there's people you want to feature, but more than likely, your show and most shows, people are approaching them with ideas. And so I call this like a content gap, right? Like any podcast, even very popular ones, still need fresh, unique content, right? And if you're 200 episodes in, you've interviewed some of the same people, you've talked to your blue in the face about Facebook ads or whatever, like, what could I, as a marketer or someone listening, offer to an audience that is unique. It doesn't have to be unique in the sense that like you're the only one ever teaching it at all, but everyone's got a unique story, unique angle, some unique results, a case study. And that that's really what you're trying to, to deliver to that podcast. So, so in this pitch that we'll, we'll talk about with the, the resource, it's like three pieces. And real, real quickly, the first piece is relational anchors, which is basically like relating to the host in a personal way that 
is clear that this isn't like random crap that I'm sending to 10,000 other people. The middle piece to the point I guess I'm making with the content gap is what's in it for the host. So when I send one of these emails, it's going to be very clear, kind of like copywriting 101 bullet points about what the audience is going to get out of my appearance on the podcast. And those should be a little bit curiosity inducing, but it shows credibility. And hopefully if you do it well, the podcast host or the producer, whoever's getting it will open it and be like, oh my gosh, this guy has like wrote the show notes. Like the show outline is done. This is awesome. And it's unique. Yeah. Like come on in. So that's the middle piece. And then the third piece is a clear call to action, right? Like, are you interested in having me on the show? So it's really that simple, but of course it's simple, but not easy. And there's nuance to Mm -hmm. to doing it well, but yeah, that's really what, if you want to know how, if you want to get on a show, you're going to have to ask and you want to ask the right shows in the right way. Man, it's it's so funny because you say all these things and, and from a marketing perspective, all of it's super obvious. Like, mm-hmm. oh yeah, you do a hook and you do a topic and <laughs> right. you do a call to action. And, it, and the podcasting is just like, no, we're just talking. Like, I don't know. <laughs> It's, you know, it's a paradox or you're just like, why would you treat this differently than everything else that you do? And if you think about it too, like I, I say podcasting, I think podcast guesting is a beautiful like vehicle for, for what we're talking about, but it also expands out and maybe this will help people connect the dots. Like I also call it like relational marketing or partnership marketing, or this idea that basically you're borrowing someone else's audience and, and serving them in a really cool way that makes all three of you better. And I think that that's, that's important. So this is analogous to speaking from a stage. Like if you wanted to be a speaker at a conference, what would you do? Well, you'd probably pitch the conference with a, with a proposal, right? And it could be a, a, other types of partnerships. But so podcast guesting, hopefully we'll take it out of the, the, the bushes here. And it's really not that mysterious and weird. It's just you need to do it systematically and like intentionally, I think. Oh, yeah. Well, it's funny because we, we have multiple podcasting strategies, but I'll let everybody know that the, being on the podcast for Digital Marketer, one of the core per, like reasons why we do it is because it's easy content generation. And it'll tell us whether this person's interesting enough and has you know concepts that are interesting enough and connection with us that will be a good article writer and a good ebook writer and a good course creator yeah. and a good certification subject matter expert. Like this is the qualification. And so a lot of people probably unknowingly disqualified themselves by being unprepared. And not interesting, you know. We we actually invited you on because we thought you'd be good at something, and then you showed up and didn't bring the goods. So, yeah, that's 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 interesting. And it speaks to like the nuance of podcasters and podcast guests. Like you can have different motivations for what you're trying to get out of it, right? And we can have there's plenty of strategies to talk about with that. So, but just acknowledging that that like this is a thing. It's not just we're making a podcast because everybody says you should do a podcast because there are companies that do that. Of course, (laughs) but they're not going to be successful at it, you know, for the most part. Because if you don't have a just going back to standard marketing practices, if you don't have a purpose and you don't have a result and you don't have a metric to track those things, then it's not going to work or do anything. And it could be a huge waste of time, which is not something anybody can afford. So, yeah. So what you say just in terms of, because you mentioned a couple of times, but just the, the interesting stats and the interesting features that you're bringing to the table, you obviously have a bunch, but for, for other listeners that want to take on this strategy, how do you recommend that they create interesting topics and interesting concepts to present during their interview? 
Yeah. I mean, obviously you want to have real credibility, right? So, I mean, the easiest way to do it is to have done the work, uh, you know, it's oh. like when I was on, <laughs> by the time I was like getting on podcasts for Fire Creek, for example, we had sold over a million snack sticks, you know, and that was a pretty cool stat to wow. put in. It gave me credibility. So I could, I kind of bold that as one of my bullet points. So if I'm on a Shopify podcast, how, you know, how we use Shopify to sell a million, or if I'm on a, a podcast, I'm on business partnerships, because that's a business partnership. I'm talking about how I, basically became a business partner with a complete stranger and then sold a million dollars. So like, I think numbers like that really stand out. You, you use some in my introduction today. I think facts though. And I, one thing you can do is borrow credibility, especially if you have clients, you know, so if you have a client who's had a great success story and you can, you can claim at least part of it, like how Dustin helped, you know, XYZ get on the digital marketer podcast, you know, with a single pitched email or something, you know, like that would be an interesting hook, even though it's not about me necessarily. So yeah, I think, I think that's a lot of it. And some of it could be really personal stuff too. Like this podcast tends to be more tactical and about, you know, marketing strategy, but I've been on shows where we talked the whole show about like, you know, my weird upbringing as a poor mm. child with an alcoholic father and how that, you know, how, how entrepreneurship is an expression of how to heal that pain. Like, you know, like it seems kind of obscure, but so depending on that market and that podcast host, you know, that's where that nuance comes in. The good news is if, if like those, th that middle piece of the pitch email I was talking about those bullet points, as long as you stay in the same target market, those are very recyclable. So you don't have to like recreate it from scratch every time. And like we've talked about earlier, you'll refine them over time. Like you'll find out, Oh, like the host, when, when we got on our pre-call, he mentioned this one thing he saw on my LinkedIn profile that was actually the reason he wanted me on. Well, I should probably move that into one of my bullet points, you know, those sort of things. So I, I would say that I would say if you have peers, if you're in a mastermind, like have people spit stuff out at you that they think is interesting about you. And it doesn't have to be a tactical, like business result, but it could just be something interesting. You know, like I ran a marathon, I've written a book on marriage, like stuff that, could be one of those bullets just to have some credibility outside of like the direct niche that we're talking about. Oh, that's, that's interesting stuff about yeah. your life, right? <laughs> yeah, well, well, you always try to think of it. And I think we always, you know, most people are pretty humble and they're like, well, I don't have anything interesting about my life. It's like, shut up. <laughs> yeah, well, and there's this whole <laughs> true idea. Like you're inside your own jar and you can't read yeah. your own label. And I think that's so true. Like, I'm like a professional, like naming other people's stuff, like products and stuff. I'm horrible at doing my own. Like I have to have a coach, I have to have external input or in a mastermind because of, it's just the reality. I, we, it's the way our human mind works. So definitely ask friends and family and peers to, to say what they think is interesting about you or what they'd want to interview you about, like stories that maybe you take for granted that they think are really actually fascinating. Yeah. That kind of stuff could be, could be great fodder. That's a huge tip. Because I think it's, yeah, people have a lot more material than they realize. And if you just, you know, ask around, you're going to find out what that is, which is, yes. is fantastic. If you're still using legacy cloud storage like Dropbox or Google Drive or expensive, unintuitive digital asset management tools to store your images and videos, listen up. While those are fine for teams who just need to store docs and sheets, they are terribly inefficient for marketing teams needing to organize, share, and collaborate on visual assets. Air's intuitive UI is purpose-built for visual assets. Automatic content tagging and powerful filters mean you don't even have to remember folder or file names. As long as you know what's in an image, you can find it in seconds. Modern marketing teams, including those at Google, Sweetgreen, The Infatuation, and Pattern, have saved up to 10 hours per person per week by switching to Air. 
Air is the leading platform for marketing teams to manage and automate their creative operations. Learn more at air.inc slash digital marketer. That's A-I-R dot I-N-C slash digital marketer. Now, just for some of the listeners, and, and you have a lot of introverts out there, and they're like, I'm really awkward when I talk to people. <laughs> do you recommend that they just do more podcasts? Or how could they kind of prepare themselves for the interview process? Yeah, that's great. I'm also an introvert. When I um, did a 12-hour <laughs> trade show, after talking to strangers all day, I just wanted to die in my hotel yeah. bed. But as far as prepping for podcasts, if you've never been on one and you're not really like refined, you can absolutely practice, like have a, again, like interview someone, say, Hey, you're going to be Mark. I'm going to be myself. And like, ask me some questions you think he would ask. So you get used to responding on your toes. Then I would start with lower level podcasts. Again, just lower listenership, kind of lower risk, mm-hmm. if you will. And then the main thing I would say though, when, and I do, when I coach people on this is like nail your introduction. You introduced me today. So that was great. I didn't have to even do it, but oftentimes you go on a show and they say, Hey, Dustin, please introduce yourself. Well, tell us Who about yourself. You? <laughs> and you want that like 30 second, like interesting thing that is relevant to that audience. And it, what's great, that's the first thing in almost every interview. Once you get that, it kind of puts everyone at ease and you're like, you're in the flow. If that's really awkward and you're spitting and tripping over your own words, it's going to make everything worse. So I would say that is number one prep. Number two prep is listen to like two of the most recent episodes and you don't have to listen to the whole thing. Listen to the first five minutes and the last five minutes. I've been on shows that I got booked on and then I actually interviewed like four months later and it was a different host. <laughs> so I showed up I'm like, oh, who are you? Ooh. Like, I don't even, this is horrible. So I listened to a recent episode. That way you can see how they introduce you. Is there anything kind of unusual about the beginning? Because again, you want that to be smooth. And at the end, some shows do like a lightning round, right? So if you can be in a, you know, your favorite book and your favorite childhood hero or whatever, like have that stuff prepped in advance. So you know how the show is going to end. And you'll also know if like, are they good at like prompting me to give a call to action? Mm -hmm. Or do I need to be a little more proactive? Because this this show kind of is loose at the end and sometimes they don't have one. So yeah, listen to a couple episodes, nail your introduction. And then as far as the, the material and content in between, if it's not something you've spoken about a lot in this format, practice either on small shows or at least with friends or with a coach. Like one, like in our accelerator, one of the things we do is I do like mock interviews with people. Mm. And I've been in enough interviews as a guest that like I'm pretty good at, at you know, role play in the sense of like asking them some easy questions, some hard questions, and then like being able to coach them through it. And I think that people get a lot of value. And even if they're actually naturally good, there's just that confidence like, yeah, I, I can do this. I did it. You know, I, I've, I've done it already. And and of course, like everything, the first time is the the most nerve wracking. So, oh man, that you just dropped like fifty tips right there. That was that <laughs> was rattling them off. Sorry. <laughs> wow. Well, it, it totally makes sense, especially your tip about like listen to the recent episodes because if you listen to episodes from like even three four months ago from how I did it because I I shifted probably thirty days ago where I'm like you know what I'm tired of just BSing at the beginning and so I started just going like here, I'll do it for you. And then we're going to go straight into the question and we're going to address the topic right now. I love this format, by the way. This is great. Oh, it's it's so much better because I actually, I started going even further. Like if I know like you've been on a lot of podcasts, then like one of my recent guests was Tava, the idea man, and he's a works for Meta. And he's like, yeah, you know, I actually kind of made a poem about the topic we're going to talk about. I'm like, that's great. And so... <laughs> 
that was my first thing I said. I'm like, here's Tava, and he's going to read us a poem. <laughs> and <then he> went, <laughs> That's straight awesome. Into him. But it's like, oh, okay, well, this is great. Because usually, I mean, depending on how good you are, I will throw like tricky questions in there just to be like, how are you going to handle this? And then it usually goes really well. Actually, I haven't had any of, that, any of those times go poorly. But back to your point, like, yeah listen to the recent ones because the structure of a podcast, the you know person interviewing you, everything about it can be completely different. Because yeah. on that point, we're having a new host start next week. So <laughs> listen to Dustin if you've heard this and you'll hear our new host, Logan, sometimes. And she will be different from me. Because oh, awesome. So you're going to have a alternating... You're, so you're still going to be one of the hosts, but you're going to have multiple? Yes. Yeah. Okay. I actually found that I was fine. I was spending between five and 10 hours a week podcasting. <laughs> You're trying to be the president uh, of the company. I'm the president of the company. I probably <laughs> shouldn't be doing this many podcasts. Yeah. But it's, it's an awesome process. Cause I, like I said, I use this as a qualifier because I am the one that's actually, I put several people on the TNC stage this year because of the oh, wow. content that they generated for us. So awesome. step one is this. So it qualifies you. Then we do some articles, then we do some videos, and then we start talking about courses and certifications and all the, really cool. the big stuff. So you're, you're doing awesome. And speaking well, good. of... Good. I'm not really nervous. So I wasn't nervous. <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, it's already over. Yeah, You've cool. already done the damage. That's the test here. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, this is great. Well, we'll leave this as, you know, just a million tips instead of two million. Let's talk about that call to action. So I have something I call the podcast pitch playbook. And it's like an over-the-shoulder look at how I create these pitches. I've got an 80% acceptance rate for myself and with clients in targeted you know, outreach to podcasts. So they get that, they'll get a template to where they can basically customize those three pieces that I referenced earlier. And I'm, I also include three like actual emails I've sent to get on larger podcasts in a single outreach. So simplesuccesscoaching.com is my main website. And so they can get this resource directly at simplesuccesscoaching.com slash DM for digital marketer. Man, that is oh, was that for that's a, call a good action? pitch. That was awesome. You know, I always I think I tell I tell people that sometimes I'm like, man, if you have a if you have a lead magnet, like pitch the lead magnet. Like that's the most action people are gonna take. So you did a good job. I, I am super Thanks. impressed with with your delivery, presentation, facts, man, super fair. This was a great podcast. So thank you so much, Mark. Dustin. And we'll have you on again soon and hopefully some more content on top of that because I, I think you do a great job. Awesome. Well, I appreciate it. The opportunity is all my pleasure. So thanks for letting me share. No problem. All right. Thank you so much for listening. Be sure to hit that follow button so you get notified when all of our new episodes release. Please share that, this podcast with that friend who is clueless about digital marketing. And don't forget to visit digitalmarketing.com where you can access all of our courses, certifications, and training programs. Thanks again, everyone. And we'll see you next time. This is Digital Marketer. Get ready for the two easiest ways for you to generate product photos for your e-commerce store. I'm Lauren Petrullo, founder and CEO of Mongoose Media and Digital Marketer Academy faculty member. I've managed over 50,000 SKUs for over 100 different e-commerce sites, and I cannot tell you the importance of quality product photos. Not only are they important for your website, but they're great to be repurposed in your email marketing campaigns, your paid ad initiatives, and your organic social media content. It's imperative that you have great photos because great photos sell your products and start conversations with your consumers. There are two great solutions when seeking out quality product photos for your e-commerce site. One, UGC 
We know that native user-generated content wins all day on social. When you can get your customers to share back their use of your products in their voice, in their personal applications, you will see dividends when that is repurposed in your paid ads and organic social feeds. Secondly, don't have customers or UGC yet? Not a problem. There are cost-effective solutions in which you can outsource that photography. This and so much more is covered in my modules in our e-commerce cert with Digital Marketer.